This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes one through four. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And this is the State of the Saints podcast post-game show for the week one preseason game. The New Orleans Saints took on the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens get the victory by a score of 17 to 14. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, they went out there to MT Bank Stadium and you know, they put a product on the field. I think that we all have to say uh, we've seen much better. Uh, the Saints had six turnovers in this game. They had 10 penalties. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, it, it was just absolutely sloppy. I mean, a complete sloppy game. Uh, you know, you had some good things that happened, but you also had some very bad things that happened in this game. And, you know, I, I kind of expected this, you know, especially from the offensive side of the ball. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I've been, you know, really been adamant about the defense really stepping up and being a catalyst for the team this year. And I'm glad that I saw that uh, the defense of the New Orleans Saints look really good uh, in this game. The fact that the Saints had six turnovers and only uh, Baltimore had 17 points. I mean, that's a testament to how good the defense played uh, on tonight. Uh, you have to be happy uh, about the direction that the defense is going in. The offense. Not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, the Saints decided to start Taysom Hill, which was no surprise to me. Um, I wasn't shocked at all. Taysom Hill getting the start over Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill's uh, stats uh, read as 8 of 12, 81 yards, no touchdown, and an interception. Um, I'm kind of glad that Sean Payton decided to start Taysom Hill in this game. 
uh, versus a stout defense like Baltimore. We know Baltimore has a has a history of having a really good defense. And to allow Taysom Hill to go out there to go up against the ones of the Baltimore Ravens or the majority of the ones for the Baltimore Ravens, I think that that was smart by Sean Payton. Uh, Taysom Hill, uh, that first drive, I'm not going to lie, uh, it was really good. He should have been 100% on that drive. Uh, Lil John Humphreys dropped one of the foot, you know, dropped the football on the first pass that Taysom threw. And of course, we know Latavius Murray, who never fumbles, very uncharacteristic of Latavius. I mean, his ball security is one of the things we love about him, but he ended up fumbling the football. Uh, the Saints could have easily had seven or three points on that drive. Then all of a sudden, on the second drive, Taysom Hill, uh, you know, man, would just, I don't know, he just was completely inaccurate. You know, he, he threw a pass uh, to Ty Montgomery. It don't look like they were on the same page. It was intercepted. Uh, and then, you know, you had another uh, drive where he came out there. The ball was almost intercepted uh, by, you know, one of the Ravens' uh, cornerbacks. But all in all, you know, I mean, I, I like some things that Taysom Hill did, uh, him running out of the pocket, uh, throwing a ball down the field to complete one of the passes that he threw. Uh, you know, I like that. But uh, Taysom Hill, to me, uh, really took some steps back in this competition. Uh, to Jameis if we're comparing. Uh, Jameis comes into the game. Uh, it's hard for me to really judge Jameis the way that I judge Taysom. And I'm going to give uh, Jameis a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. And so, so is Taysom because Jameis came into the game where he was going up against second and third string players, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, you still got evaluated, but, you know, going up against ones versus going up against twos and threes, you got to look at it a little bit different. But one thing I will say about Jameis Winston, uh, the last drive that he had uh, in the second half, uh, you know, that he led the team down the field for the, for the touchdown by Lil Jordan Humphreys. That was a really good drive uh, by Jameis. Uh, he read through his progressions. Uh, he was, he was checking the ball down. He wasn't out here, uh, you know, forcing the ball down the field. So those were some of the things that we were kind of afraid of. You know, uh, most of us were when it came to Jameis Winston, you know, going out there being too ultra aggressive. He was taking sacks. Uh, he was out there, you know, taking what the defense gave him. And uh, he got a little bit aggressive after, you know, the interception by Bryce Thompson. You know, he tried to go throw the ball down the field uh, to Lil Jordan Humphreys. Uh, it was a little bit underthrown, but still Lil Jordan Humphreys being sick for about 220 pounds, still should have caught the football. Really didn't do Jameis any favors. The ball pops up in the air and intercepted. Uh, it's not really on Jameis. Uh, it's more so on uh, Lil Jordan not catching the ball. But, uh, you know, out of the two quarterbacks that we've been compete, you know, seeing compete, I got to say that Jameis Winston looked a little bit more poised in the pocket than that of a Taysom Hill. Uh, offensively, uh, running the football, Tony Jones Jr. did a really good job. Uh, you know, but all that is negated by the fact that you fumbled the football. I mean, he was out there, great cuts, uh, good field vision, doing all the things that we love uh, our running backs to do. And they had one drive where he just kind of took over. He just took matters into his own hands. And that's something that is very optimistic. And I know the Saints are going to be looking at that, especially when you have somebody like Latavius Murray, who's supposed to get like $4 million. And then you have Devontae Freeman, who's a veteran, who I feel like I don't think is going to make this team. But it's going to be a good look, uh, you know, for Tony Jones Jr. in the film room for the exception of that fumble. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Marquez Callaway uh, really stepped up, you know, and it shows the respect that the Saints actually have for him being that number one. He was only out there for a few drives, but he had 61 yards receiving. 
uh, made some big catches uh, going up against the ones, going up against uh, stout uh, cornerbacks like, uh, you know, uh, you know, people like Marcus Peters and, you know, trying to get the, you know, getting the ball down the field, catching the ball. So Mark West Callaway really uh, showing that, you know, he is worth the price of admission as of right now. Another person that stood out to me was Jawan Johnson. Uh, him transitioning to the tight end position, I think it pays going to pay dividends for his career, especially since he plays most of his career as a wide receiver. So the fact that he has wide receiver hands uh, and all he has to do now is just work on, you know, his blocking and his route running is above average for a tight end because he played wide receiver. He, he did a really good job in his game. Uh, ball security is key for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they got to make sure that they hold on to the football. I would not want to be a running back uh, in Metairie uh, next week. You know that Sean Payton is definitely going to be putting, uh, you know, he's going, he's really going to uh, really be driving it home uh, when it comes to uh, toting that mail. Uh, the interceptions, uh, some of those passes that, that were thrown by the quarterbacks, uh, Ian Book late in the fourth quarter when you had a two-minute drill going, trying to force the ball to Quan Baker, getting intercepted by Sean uh, Wade, uh, you know, wasn't a good throw. I mean, it, I don't know, man. It was just straight desperation for me. Uh, all in all, Ian Book did a really good job. You know, he showed poise in the pocket. Uh, he was running for his life, which was expected when you have, like, third-string offensive linemen out there. So, you know, the fact that he was uh, doing, you know, those screens really well. You know, he had, like, really one good screen. I want to say it was to Tony Jones. Uh, he got the ball down the field for 30-plus yards. Uh, he showed a little bit, you know, of time and, you know, rolling out of the pocket, trying to find guys open, uh, ate the sack when needed to. So those are the type of things that you like to see from a young quarterback. Uh, you know, so Ian Book, uh, for all, all things considered, I mean, he did an okay job. Uh, but the Saints are going to have to fix the situ this situation with their offense. But I have to say, uh, a guy that's been watching Saints football since I was four years old, I have to say uh, the fact that the defense has stepped up when the offense needed them to in, in order for the offense to try to find their identity. I think that as a Saints fan, you have to be optimistic. Uh, all I can say is last thing before I go to the comments, thank God it was preseason. Uh, you have opportunity to fix some of these issues. Uh, you know, in order to make yourself better for the regular season. He had some offensive linemen that didn't play. Teron Armstead wasn't out there. Ryan Ramchek didn't play. So, I mean, you didn't have your starting left tackle and right tackle out there. So, I guess you can, you know, try to, you know, give, you know, taste them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with that. But at the same time, I mean, some of those passes that he threw, I was just wondering, like, what, what was he thinking on that? So, uh man hopefully they can clean it up for the next game offense need to step up uh get the ball down the field be a little bit more aggressive and uh you know running backs need to hold on to the football uh the player of the game if i had to choose one on each side uh linebacker zach bond would be for the defense in my opinion uh he was really all over the field flying all over the field he answered a lot of questions for those that were skeptical about him going into year two you know, wondering why didn't he take the field in his rookie season? I was actually one of those people, but I'm glad to see Zach Vaughn stepping up, flying all over the field. Uh, Paulson Adebo was another guy that I felt had a really good game. Uh, you know, they were going to try to go after him due to the fact that he was a rookie. Uh, I tell people all the time that they watch the State of the Saints podcast, uh, you know, Paulson Adebo was a third round pick, but he has first round talent. And it shows he's a very smart, instinctive football player. I wrote this on Twitter. And I feel like when he gets more experience, he's going to be a really good cornerback. 
uh, in the league. I mean, I think he has to work on his tackling a little bit. He had one tackle. He could have knocked the guy back in, you know, in the backfield, but his instincts are, you know, above average for, for a guy that just got into the league and his confidence level is high for a guy who just got uh, to the NFL. So defensively, those are the two guys that I would pick uh, for the player of the game offensively, for the exception of the fumble, I have to go with Tony Jones Jr. So let's go ahead and go to the comments. Then I'll open up the phone lines and see what you all have to say. Uh, let's go with Q. Q says, Jawan was acting a fool out there. He showed out tonight. I agree. You know, Jawan Johnson really stepped up in this game, uh, really uh, paid dividends, and uh, he's really starting to emerge, man, to be, be in that rotation, you know, to be a part of that, you know, that rotation that, uh, you know, that with the tight end. So, you know, uh, Adam Troutman, is going to be the starter. That was a really good block that he threw in order for Tony Jones to get the touchdown, the first, uh, you know, the, the running touchdown. So uh, it, it was really good to see. Uh, Dale says, I am so mad. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, I understand why you're mad, but at the same time, it's preseason. All these things can be corrected and it's expected. I mean, this is a young football team. They're trying to start over new positions for people. Uh, guys trying to get acclimated to the offense and, familiarize themselves with the team so uh you're going to see some mistakes but I, I, there's no there's no excuse for six turnovers i have to agree with you on that one uh i don't know what's going on with freeman uh look i mean father time is undefeated uh when you have a guy like Devontae freeman who has had a lot of good years in atlanta you know he had a you know really good nfl career so far but you know all those injuries they have a way of catching up with you and you know, the fact that, you know, all those injuries he had to his hamstring and knee and leg, I, I think it's starting to catch up with him. And he doesn't look as explosive as he once did when, that we, when we used to watch him play uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, which is expected because if he was that explosive, he'll still be with the Falcons. But, you know, I just think that he's going to be one of those guys that probably going to end up getting cut. We had a lot of penalties, and that's something that, uh, you know, is kind of a reflection of last year. You know, like you would think that they would try to clean some of those things up. But, you know, the best thing about all of this and what I see it is I didn't see many pass interference calls. I think they had one on Prince of Mucamara. But all in all, the technique of the cornerbacks out there and the safeties were really, really good. You didn't really see too many flags on that. It was mostly uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens uh, forcing the defensive line to uh, jump offside, which, you know, you can tell the defensive line was chomping at the bit to try to get to the quarterback. They were trying to read his snap count. But shouts out to the Baltimore Ravens for doing an outstanding job uh, with the with the cadence of the snap count to get these guys to jump offside. We had way too many turnovers. Yeah, we definitely did. Frame, uh, Freeman looked old. Yeah, he he did in the game. Paulson Adebo was the only uh, player that played well. Uh, I think you had some players that played really, uh, that played really well. I think Paulson Debo played well. I think David Ayamada played well. Uh, Zach Bond played well. Uh, you, you had some guys on defense that that really uh did a, a, a good job. So I'm not going to say it was just uh Paulson Debo alone. I seen some guys out there on defense that made some plays. Uh, put Velcro straps on the running back gloves. They need to do some, some stick them or some man. I was wondering, did they have Orville, Redenbacher, movie theater, butter, popcorn on, out there on, or something? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they had butter what they had on their gloves, man. That ball was just all over the place, man. Defense did good, TJ. And, yeah, they, it, the defense really did do a good job. I'm not going to lie about that. I was impressed uh, by the defense. 
happy that the defense actually got uh you know you know really stepped up in this game as a as a fan of the new orleans saints that watch my fair share of uh, disappointing defenses um I, I must say that um you know it was good to see the defense step up while the offense you know try to figure it out i'll be ripping them thank you very much for the two dollars says that that lazy old line uh improved their ain't improved their fart game well i just think that you had some guys that were out there that were backups you know, this wasn't like you're starting offensive line and what it's going to look like week one. So I think that had to play a role in the way that they actually played. But still, there's no excuse, you know, for the most part. I mean, the first team offensive line, you know, they, they look pretty good. On that first drive, they, the Saints should have scored. Saints should have scored. Um, You know, there, there's no doubt about that. They should have got three or seven, one or the other. Uh, I'm about to go ahead and open up the phone lines, uh, ask that everybody just be – you know, courteous of, you know, the next caller, you know, make sure, you, you know, you get your little spill in and let just go ahead and move on to the next uh, individual. So let's just keep it in a timely uh, manner. So I'm going to go ahead and put the link down in the chat. Feel free to chime in uh, and, you know, let's talk about this week one preseason game. Uh, how did Warner do tonight? Couldn't watch that game. Uh, Pete Warner didn't play tonight. Uh, he had an injury earlier in the week. So the Saints, to uh, be on the careful side, they decided to uh, keep him out of the game. He didn't play. I wish both quarterbacks had a little bit more playing time today to give a fair evaluation. Uh, I don't. You know, this is week one of preseason. So you're going to have, like, combined snaps, you know, that you will be able to come up with a, a decisive decision going into week one. You don't want to go out here and risk these guys getting hurt, trying to see, you know, get these guys a full snap count. Like, so I think they did a good – a little mix and i think eventually like as as preseason progresses you're probably going to see these guys play one half a piece uh we're gonna to go to john uh john how you doing hey hey there tj how are you doing boo can you hear how me you doing john man i appreciate it. yeah i can hear you man thank you for uh chiming in man so what you think about the game tonight well i'm gonna say first team in the second team kind of did a good job now, the third team, offensive line looked horrible. Couldn't predict. Ian Book looked pretty good there. I mean, uh, yeah. they made some – I mean, I don't know who he thought he was, screaming out the fuck who thought he was Aaron Rodgers some. I mean, mm-hmm. you only going to get one chance to move in the NFL. This isn't right. Notre Dame where you can move and stuff like that and just have open lanes. But overall, I think the first team offensive line looked good. Second team – the couple of backups that came in to protect Winston look okay. But, I mean, you only have so long to hold on to the football in the NFL when you're a quarterback. If, you're sitting, if the offensive line is giving you more than 10 seconds to throw the ball, you got a pretty good offensive line. I mean, you can't sit up there and hold on to the ball for dear life. But I think the first team and the second team looked good. And defense, they shocked me because I didn't think they were going to – I knew Zach Bond was going to have a good season. I, I always said that people were, you know, they're looking at him like he just didn't have a chance this year, but he looked good out there, and he was probably the best defensive player out there that we had. Young guy. This is a young team, and, you know, people may be upset, but if you look at that defense, there's out there not with Caden Ellis, and you have a lot to be happy for in the future because – Kate Nellis looked good. I mean, he even looked good. So, right. I mean, I'm kind of down that we lost the game, but I'm not that upset because 
Right. The defense was good, and I think we have a bright future ahead of us, TJ. I don't want to hold up this phone, but I just want to say I think we have a bright future ahead of Yeah. I and agree. I was watching you. And if you guys don't know, TJ tweets during the game. You need to go follow TJ on Twitter. Yeah, Follow man, him on Twitter. Yeah, man. TJ Jones 8 is where you can find me on Twitter. I tweet throughout the game. And, um, you know, I appreciate that, John. And, you know, thank mm-hmm. you for your, your comments. And feel free to call back anytime, man. All right. Thank you, TJ. Go Saints. Yeah, go Saints, man. Shouts out to John. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I, I, I don't want to be too ultra critical about Ian Book. I know some people are talking about the man look trash, but I mean, the dude was playing with like third, fourth string guys. I mean, most of the guys that probably play with Ian Book uh, probably going to be a, a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness in a couple weeks. So I, I can't like just completely like be critical of the guy. And as far as um, him running out of pocket. That's because the offensive line couldn't hold up, man. You know, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, we know that they're going to send pressure. So I can't really just judge him based on, like, him running out of the pocket because, I mean, those guys were, like, really trying to, you know, blitz him. They were trying to get the ball out of his hand. That's why you've seen, like, a lot of those screen passes by the, by the Saints. So I'm not going to judge him too harshly um, because, you know, I mean, I, I see what he was playing with. So let's 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 keep that in mind as well. Uh, we gonna go to the base guy. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, TJ? Yeah, how you doing, man? Uh, what you thought about uh the game tonight? Shit, had a lot of bright spots. I like it. I flew into Baltimore. I flew in from Louisiana to, to come to the game. Okay. Yeah, I like uh my biggest takeaway was Callaway. He showed me a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I think he's a number two receiver for us this year. Yeah. Uh, that running back Jones, he showed a lot too. He had, right. I think, he might have a good preseason. Right. You know the things that we can fix. Basically, it's like the uh the turnovers. You know, if we uh can keep the turnovers down, James Winston had had a had a couple of nice throws. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Defense yeah. played good to me in the first half. It was decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you say you had an opportunity to go to the game, man. How was the experience out there? I mean, um, this is the first time you know crowds have been at NFL games uh all all season really you know what i'm saying since last season i think baltimore uh they didn't have any fans throughout the whole entire season so what was that experience like the baltimore uh the baltimore fans that was pretty cool mm-hmm. i've been uh, a lot of nfl games baltimore like as far as away game mm-hmm. baltimore like that was pretty cool like they was interacting with the uh, saints fans that was in our area stuff like that okay yeah it was cool it was real cool yeah mm-hmm. i mean so all in all, man, what do you think the Saints need to do? Uh, you know, going into the, the next game, what what do you see the Saints need to improve on? I mean, besides the the six turnovers. Yeah, besides the turnovers, uh, that was that's the biggest thing, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can completely understand that, man. I can understand, you know, those six turnovers, but they I mean, you have those six turnovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, man, like the, the fact that their game was even close and they had six turnovers, that, mm-hmm. that's a testament and to the defense, to be honest. The first drive, uh, the very first drive of the game, mm-hmm. when watching downfield, that was a costly turnover, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that kind of set the tone for the game. And like ball security is very, very important, man. But I'm glad you had a great experience. And, uh, you know, feel free to call back anytime, man. Appreciate you uh, chiming in, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, man. I mean, I know that was a great experience. I know a couple of people uh, I seen um, that were following on Twitter was out there at the game. 
So I know that was a great experience. I mean, COVID last year, you know, stopped and prohibited a lot of fans from coming to see their favorite team. So I know that a lot of Ravens fans had to be happy as well as Saints fans to go out there and cheer for the black and gold. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, those those turnovers have to, uh, you know, have to get cleaned up. But I, I expect for them to, you know, improve on that, man. Ball security is important. I don't really see like Latavius Murray fumbling. I can't remember the last time I ever seen Latavius Murray fumble. It's been some years since that dude actually put the ball on the ground. So I, I'm going to just look at that as an anomaly. But, you know, you can't go out here, you know, playing sloppy and, you know, expecting that you're going to get, you know, going to be in a game. I mean, this is a preseason game. But if you turn the ball over six times, man, it's going to be a blowout. So it's good that they actually found this out early like this. All these different mistakes, because now you have something on film you can actually learn from. And also with the coaches, man, you're seeing a ball on the ground. There's different techniques that you can coach in order to not allow this type of stuff to happen on a consistent basis. Uh, we're going to go to Dr. Bill. Uh, Dr. Billy, what's going on? What's good, fam? What's good, man? Man, I'm doing okay. Uh, what you thought about the game? So uh, a couple of quick points. Um, neither QB distinguished themselves for me. You know, that's still a race out there. Uh, Winston got some things to work on. Taysom got some things to work on. So anybody that think that they know who going to win it out right now, that's, it's still a, it's still up in the air. Uh, Bond, I got to eat crow on that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that he was going to uh, look that good this year. And he showed me something today. He showed right. me that he's been putting in work. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the pass rushing skills there. You can also see the coverage ability that he's put on too. So it's real big out there. Um, I kind of got a different uh, view of Paulson. Mm-hmm. I thought he had, he was real physical um, on the line of scrimmage, right. but I thought he could look real slow getting his head around. Um, his trail technique looked a little off to me. Mm-hmm. So he got some time right now. So, you know, uh, I think he'll be good. We'll just have to see kind of how he looks going in. But right. surprisingly, Ken looked really good. Yeah. Ken looked really good. And I said uh, earlier that when Rashad came on, I thought that was a person that would be able to fix Ken. Right. And and be able to do that. So we'll see how that's going to work out. But, um, you know, um, out of the offense, you know, uh, Callaway's a starter. Right. He's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, even if this season is a wash, which I don't want it to be, but if it right. is, come next year, Callaway and, and and Michael Thomas together are going to be a nice one-two punch to have out there for any quarterback that we got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, me personally, I, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's going to be a wash or not, but, I mean, you see some things offensively that need to get cleaned up, but uh, the fact that the defense is stepping up, that's going to give the offense opportunity to find out, you know, to find their, you know, find their legs or whatever, you know, and try to figure things out. So, It'll be a, a huge issue if the, the defense was out there looking like trash and the offense was out there looking like trash. But at least that you have like a different side of the football to, to be able to combat uh, some of the uh, shortcomings of whatever, you know what I'm saying, of the offense. So I think that that's a plus. But, I mean, it, it's going to come with time, man, chemistry and everything like that. And a lot of these guys are young, probably was nervous, you know, going out there playing for the first time. I mean, it is the NFL. This is something that you waited for your entire life. And finally, you know, you're, you're playing on a big stage. So, I mean, you, you're going to have some nerves out there. So, I mean, but we also got to remember, too, that this is the first, this is technically some of these guys' first time playing in front of crowds. Yeah. We haven't had a preseason in two years. Right. 
So a lot of these guys have never had the opportunity or chance to play in actual front of NFL fans. So, right. you know, it's going to take some time to get, get everything. So, you know, um, but I do like the way the defense looks. This is the first time that I, I can honestly say that the defense has been stout. Right. Stout. We're, we're stout on all three levels. So uh, it's going to be nice to see how that holds up and whether the offense can come into its own and figure that out too. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I'm just glad that uh, we got this first game out of the way. It wasn't the best game uh, by by any standards, but at least you have some some negativity on, on film that you can actually clean up this early and not just waiting until the middle of the season when you have a game like this and you're trying to, like, you know, scrap, you know, put things together in order for you to try to figure out a game plan. But thank you so much, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, call back anytime. Oh, for sure, fam, and thank you, man. All right, no problem. Yeah, I mean, when you have all these type of mistakes, you know, there's there's some things that you can clean up. And guys know uh, that there's some things that they have to pay attention to. When you have, you know, guys that are out there, you know, being extremely accurate, not really turning the ball over, sometimes they can get a little arrogant, you know, like their ego can, you know, play a huge role. Oh, I don't fumble, you know what I'm saying? I don't throw turnovers, you know, like, so now that you got this type of stuff on film, you can actually kind of focus in, and, and, and kind of work on like some of the little things that you need to work on in order for you to work with ball security and, and not jumping off sides. And, you know, that, 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 that is very, very important. Okay. It's very important to do. Uh, Going to move on to uh, Aaron. Aaron, how you doing, man? Yo, TJ, what's good, dude? Man, how, how you doing, man? What you thought about the game tonight? Look, shout out, shout out to Zach Bond. I'm going to have to eat crow on that one. I've been high on I've been high on Pete Warner for a hot minute, but Zach Bond actually showed me something. Sideline to sideline speed, got good play recognition, right. got great pass rush technique, and he's playing the run pretty well. Right. I did not expect that out of a guy that came from a three-four type of defense in Wisconsin. Shout mm-hmm. out to Zach Bond, Tony Jones Jr. showed me something as well. He looked even better than both Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman. Yeah. So he if you can get so if you can build on building this momentum, then Devontae Freeman is gonna is, should be a little bit concerned. All right. Uh not too happy about the turnovers, obviously. Uh, but other than that, it's just I think it's just jitters, just lack of discipline overall, especially from Carl Granderson. Never had that got bit he bit on the hard count, I believe, three or four different times tonight. Right. Not something I would have seen out of him. Right. So uh I'm pretty sure Ryan Nielsen is gonna gonna kill him for that, and I'm pretty sure Sean Payne's gonna kill the running back room for the three fumbles they uh, they caused. Right. As far as a quarterback battle is concerned, I'm not giving my opinion on that just yet. Not I want to see what I want to see what James James Winston looks like with the ones next week because right. we all know they're gonna they're gonna swap uh, uh, on the next Monday night game. So once we have both film of once we have film of both quarterbacks working with the ones, then we can do a whole sit down and compare notes and so on and so forth. Because right. right now, because even if it's looking like he's got, what, 7 out of 12, 96 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. For one quarter of play, it is above average, but you have to understand the context of the matter. He's going up against second team, so some guys even third team. So right. not, a lot of, not, not a lot of quality footage right there to really speak about. Right. My main concern is the depth at wide receiver and offensive line. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, not a lot of separation coming from these guys. Not, not from Lil Jordan, even though he has a little bit of a cushion room with that big body frame, mm-hmm. box out people. But Jake Landman missing an op, missing a dot from Ian Book, not a good look. Kawan Baker not getting a lot of looks. 
not not even Chris Hogan had a lot of looks his way. So mm-hmm. hopefully we hopefully we see a little bit more going forward from this receiver room. If not, then it's probably going to be a long season for whoever starts a quarterback. Right. Yeah. Um. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be interesting, man. Like when it comes to Ian Book, that didn't surprise me at all. I mean, from that late in the game, in the first game of preseason, I mean, it's just a bunch of guys that's just out there, you know, like they just trying to get stuff on film. If if it, it don't work out for the Ravens or the Saints, maybe it work out for something else. That's why I feel like a lot of the passes that they had uh, drawn up for him was like just quick passes, screens, just to get the ball out of his hand, you know, three-step drops basically. So wasn't a surprise that, you know, he wasn't out there drawing the ball down the field because honestly he didn't have time to do it. And the Ravens, they don't care if it's preseason or the regular season. They're going to blitz your tail, you know what I'm saying? Like they live by, die by the blitz. And, uh, you know, they're they going to send they gonna send a house to try to get you down on the ground. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to find out more about Jameis Winston as well as Taysom Hill as time goes on, man. It, you know, I don't think that anybody should say, you know, Jameis, you know what I'm saying, won a quarterback battle or Taysom won a quarterback battle. Cause, I mean, it's, it's, it's still a lot of – uh, games that need to be played. You still got a couple, you know what I'm saying, more uh, preseason games, you know, so we'll see, man. But uh, Aaron, thank you so much for your, uh, for your comments and, uh, you know, Black and Gold Breakdown podcast available on YouTube right now. Make sure that y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, BNG Breakdown Podcast. Y'all check them out, man. He does a really good job over there. Aaron, uh, thank you so much, man. Always, EJ. Who that to you, brother? Yeah, who that? Yeah, man, shouts out to Aaron, Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast, BNG Breakdown Podcast. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe uh, to his channel. Uh, We're going to go to Chosen, but let me go ahead and read a couple of comments that are here. Uh, Slim South says, Adebo showed me something. I think he will grow in the process. Yeah, I mean, I've said this uh, since I've seen this dude do one interview. I said, man, he's a really smart, well-put-together football player. The way that he can just dissect uh offenses and and you know defensive packages and all that kind of stuff i said this dude is going to be a really good football player and you know i mean the fact that you know he went to stanford didn't hurt either you know and he does uh have that big frame i mean he he looked like he belonged out there he, he has a grown man body you know he look, usually like when you see guys come from college to the pros they look a little smaller than most guys but he looks like a really big physical cornerback like he's been in the league about three or four years and you can tell like the moment isn't uh too big for him and that's what you want to see man because i feel like the same drafting him they want him to emerge to be that guy opposite of marshawn Lattimore. and if he continues to play the way that he did on tonight you might see him you know you might see him uh starting week one and i wouldn't be mad at that because i think that he's gonna have to be you know baptized by fire so to speak uh, I know there's going to be a lot of passes that are going to be thrown this way in the regular season because teams are going to want to try to go up against Marshawn Lattimore. And if you had to pick your poison, you're going to go with that rookie versus that fifth-year guy who is arguably one of the best corners in the game. But the more that he plays, the smarter he's going to become, the more instinctive he's going to become. And I think that he has all the tools to be a really good cornerback. And that's something that the Saints need, especially – since the, the the topic of conversation has been uh, the Saints need some more corners. And, you know, I mean, it's few and far in between. I mean, I've seen like a Debo have really a really good game tonight. Ken Crawley did his thing tonight. But outside of that, man, I mean, very, very uh, 
I mean, very wide margin. I mean, Prince of Mukamara didn't knock your socks off. I don't feel like he's going to make the team. Uh, Bryce Thompson, you know, I did feel like he's probably going to be more of a special teams guy. I mean, he had an interception in the game. You know, it had to be excited for him. But there's still like a, a there's still like a, a huge hole that is missing in a cornerback room. But if Paulson Adebo can step up, it'll make things much easier for the Saints, and they don't have to go out here to just try to desperately find desperately find somebody. They'll know that he can be that guy opposite of Marshawn and Lattimore. But we're going to go ahead to Chosen. Uh, Chosen, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, TJ. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing all right. Uh, what you thought about the game tonight? Oh, yeah, man. Well, a few quick points, man. Um, I just want to say shout-out to Callaway. He did his thing. He was cooking against those, you know what I'm saying, all-pro corners. He held his own. Right. Shout-out to Tony Jones Jr. He did his own. Definitely right. Case to be a solid number three or number two. I hope Sean Payton. He, I hope he makes the team and Sean Payton draws some plays for him. I feel like right. he can be a, you know, what I'm saying a good service to Alvin Kamara. I would love to see what him and Alvin Kamara could do at the same time on the field and the type of um, playmaking and separation they could open up. But mostly, man, I just want to talk about. I wanted to win, but I want to talk about the loss as a whole. What's mm-hmm. up? Thing, no, man. That's all right, man. But I want to talk about the loss as a whole. I think it's a humbling experience. Kind of glad it happened. Let these young guys know, look, ain't nothing going to be given to you. You know what I'm saying? You got to go get it. Um, Losing a close one like that is kind of close to heartbreaking. But you know what I'm saying? You need this type of feeling right now so you can know what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? It kind of puts you in a humbling situation. Don't get ahead of yourself. Right. If you want this win, you got to go earn it. And um, I just wanted to talk about the defense, man. I just hope they – they get disciplined with the penalties. And I feel like my goal for this defense this year, for this team, I just want us to be better against um, mobile quarterbacks, man. It seems yeah. like every time plays break down on the offense and we think we're going to get that sack, these guys find openings. We slip, we fall, we're not wrapping up. And these mobile quarterbacks just make us pay for it every time. Yeah. Right. I just want us to be better against mobile quarterbacks. Other than that, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much fine for what I'm saying so far. I can't expect too much because, like I said, everybody's playing with Group A, Group B, Group Three, and and, and it's crazy to try to adjust to. But they'll get it together. But I just wanted to shout out to the defense. I'm happy for what I'm saying from them. I just wish that they'll play better against mobile quarterbacks, and I think that's gonna be with time. So that's pretty much all I got, man. Oh. And I'm liking that punter too. He kind of reminded me of Morris there with that hang time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he boomed one of them punts, man. Oh, yeah. Like, man, but like he went about <laughs> 70 yards. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he got a heck of a leg, man. So I mean, oh, yeah. he, he definitely stood out as well. Uh, oh, and one more thing. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Baller. Uh, what's his name? Baller? Bur- Burrell? Yeah. The dude who laid that way. <laughs> who yeah. put that hit? I think he had another hit too, bro. That dude, that dude can hit, bro. I don't – they need to keep him and let him play special teams and just let him boom, bro. But yeah. <laughs> I, I like Burrell. I like that dude. That dude can hit, bro. And like I say, Kate Ellis and um, Ellis and uh, Bond, bro, they looking like – they looking like a little little, little 2.0s of Quan and Demario Davis out there together. They was all over the ball. They was all yeah. over the plate. They all was working together. And the Devo, too. So, shout out to yeah. the defense, man. That's pretty much all I got, man. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job, man. That's what you want to see out of your, your young players' uh, development and um, being better than they were the year uh, before. But, uh, Chosen, thank you so much, man. Appreciate your, uh, your call. Call back anytime, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, take it easy. Yeah, um, but before we get to Dalton, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that these young guys stepped up. Uh, you know, they 
and they, they show so much improvement and and the linebacker position was something that we were extremely concerned about going into the season and when you start to see guys that aren't demario and quine come in and make plays and they're flying all over the field it gives you this level of optimism and when you see guys like Paulson and Debo stepping up, because that was a, a concern when it comes to the cornerback position, it makes you feel optimistic as a fan. Now, everything wasn't perfect, of course. I mean, you still got to clean up those six turnovers and, you know, you still uh, have to make sure that you stay on side, you know, and not be jumping off sides, you know, and, and getting these uh, five-yard penalties. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And, but, um, you know, all in all, I mean, the young guys to me, really uh stepped up and that's that's all you can really ask for but these these turnovers they they got to make sure that they clean these up uh as far as like latavius murray fumbling i don't i don't see that happening consistently I, he's just not a guy that fumbles the football like when he fumbled i was shocked i'm like he fumbled like you probably had to go back like some years the last time latavius murray fumbled the football i, I couldn't re- i couldn't tell you the last time latavius murray fumbled the football that was like very very rare uh, some of these other guys, you know, like Devontae Freeman, uh, Tony Jones, who had a really good outing, but, you you know, ball security is very, very important. Uh, we all know that Sean Payton, if that ball is on the ground, he's fumbling, he, you might not see no matter how well you're playing. And if you running the football and you fumble, guess what? You know, like you're going to be sitting on the sidelines. I mean, we've seen this on countless occasions uh, with Mark Ingram, you know, and he had a bad game. He fumbled a couple of times and, you know, Sean Payton to put him on the sidelines, have somebody else come in to finish up the game. And, you know, he'll come back with reckless abandon. So I expect for uh, guys to, you know, hold themselves accountable and come back much better than, um, you know, than they play on tonight when it comes to uh, holding on to the football. Uh, I'm going to go to Dalton. Uh, Dalton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm like uh, Zach Braun and um... – Paulson Debo, he stepped. They stepped up. Right. The thing is with the offense, like I know it wasn't Winston's fault though, but that fluke was interception. And um, Tony Jones, like you know, he had a good game. He did a fumble, but mm-hmm. I got a question about Tony Jones. Right. Do you think he'll make the roster? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel like he'll make the roster. I think that he most likely be that third uh, running back uh Dwayne Washington he's a running back but he mostly plays on special teams and the Saints like the fact that you know they can play him on special teams and he's really good at it so yeah I can see Tony Jones uh making making a squad I mean Tony Jones uh had an opportunity to play week 17 versus the Panthers last season uh you know he had a pretty good game there but he ended up like hurting himself and had to exit the game so yeah I do feel like he can be uh, a part of the Saints rotation. You know, I, I think that he can uh, make the team on as a as a third running back. The thing is, like, I think he'll do bad, make roster instead of Freeman because Freeman, like, oh, he yeah. ain't going to make the roster. He's oh, done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you going to – you going to – Dalton, my bad, but you going to always win. You know what I'm saying? If you have, like, two guys that are being productive, you got one guy, I want to say Tony Jones, maybe 23 or 24, and then you got Freeman, who's probably about 28 or 29, I mean, Utah's always going to win, you know what I'm saying? And especially if you're looking at it from a dollar and cents standpoint, you're going to go with a guy like Tony Jones. I mean, he's probably making league minimum right now, you know? So uh, he really showed that he wanted it, man. So right now you have to give him the edge. And and, and if you're looking at all three of the running backs that played tonight, he played better than even Latavius Murray. So. And the thing is about M. Book, 
I mean, I think he'll be fine. He just made a rookie mistake, though. But when he saw that pass to Jake Lattman, he could have caught the ball. You know, the Ravens got penalty for taunting. Like, mm-hmm. it's a nice pass for in book. Right. The thing is about the – shout out to Patrick Queen. Like, he had a monster play, though. But he, like, yeah. he's playing angry the way, like, we passed him. Like, he was playing angry for passing on him. Right. <laughs> I mean, but hey, they they definitely could have got him. You know, he was there for for them to take, but they decided to go in a different direction. So I I mean, I can't un- I don't understand it, but um, I mean, Patrick Queen is a really good linebacker, and uh, I think he's going to have a really good career with the Baltimore Ravens. It's unfortunate that the Saints don't like LSU players or don't select LSU players consistently. I I don't understand why, because every time these guys come into the league. You know, they, they make a huge impact. I, I just don't understand it, especially, like, since you like, an hour and a half away, you get opportunity to watch these guys consistently. So, I, I don't get it. But And uh, also, the mm-hmm. thing is, um, I like, the, like how Callaway stepped up. Mm-hmm. And even though we did lose, you know, it's preseason, though, but my offense MVP, you know, he did phone the ball, Tony Jones. Yeah. And for defense, if I pick one, I'm going to say either Zach Bond or – also, Debo, it's like a really yeah. hard choice for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they both did a really good job, and, and that's what you want from those young players. So I'm just glad that those two are in that number and not just a familiar veteran, you know, that, that was out there. But, uh, Dalton, uh, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate the call. Uh, call back anytime, all right? All right, sure. Will. You have a good day, bro. All right, you too, man. Take it easy. Yeah, um, Anytime that you can mention some of your young players stepping up and, and the moment is not too big for them is always a positive thing. It's always positive. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read some of these comments. Uh, but first, I want to mention uh, Manscaped.com. want to say thank you to the fine folks at Manscaped.com being the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, if you go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, all one word, State of Saints, you'll save 20% off of your purchase. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Be a part of that number by going to manscaped.com. Once again, using a promo code, State of Saints. Uh, we're going to go to T. T says, can somebody please explain why someone have to eat crow during preseason? Uh, <laughs> I guess because people didn't expect those guys to be, you know, uh, you know, a, a, or show flashes the way that they did. Now, I will say this when it comes to Zach Bond. Um, I'm impressed by what I've seen from Zach Bond because he was doing that against uh, a good percentage of Baltimore Ravens first teamers. Now that that's that's a positive. When I'm starting to see when I I'm seeing guys do this stuff against second and third string, even fourth string guys, I'm looking at it like, ah, eh, you know, what I'm saying he had a good game, but you know, I need to see a little bit more. You know, what I'm saying especially if you're an above average player or, you know what I'm saying? A really good player. Like I expect you to go out there and run somebody over. If you're a running back, I expect you to beat that cornerback. You know what I'm saying? On that, on that route, if you're a wide receiver, you know, but Zach Bond, he was so unproven. He, he played most of last year on special team. So the fact that he actually came in at a new position at that, you know, at that wheel linebacker position, and he really stepped up especially coming from a school like Aaron alluded to when he was at the University of Wisconsin running a 3-4 when he put mostly had his hand on the ground rushing a quarterback it really shows you the development of Zach Bond so a lot of people when they say they're eating crow they probably are looking at it from an expectation standpoint they probably didn't have any expectations 
for Zach Barnes or thought that he would actually make any plays. They probably thought that he probably would be on special teams or, you know, probably be on that side of the ball and maybe come in sporadically, maybe in a NASCAR package. But the fact that he was playing sideline to sidelines against a stout team uh, and is known for having a really good offensive line and running a football, uh, you have to say that you have to be impressed regardless to if the Baltimore Ravens didn't have the entire offense uh, together at that particular time. It still was pretty impressive for a second-year guy. Anthony says, Winston looked like he was uh, running uh, the Saints offense. Taysom looked like he was running a a stripped-down version. Well, look, I I think that both guys made some good plays. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, Taysom, first drive, uh, the first 15 plays uh, were really, really good. Um, The first 15, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty sure that was scripted to open up the game. He did a really good job. Now, a lot of people would say that the first 15 plays in order to set the tone of the game, uh, because they're scripted, you know, they, they're going to make the quarterback look pretty good. And then as the game starts to uh, get underway, then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, that's when the quarterback has to go out here and start executing in a certain way. Uh, but Taysom Hill first drive was good. He was supposed to be perfect on that drive. That was that, and honestly, they were supposed to score. They're supposed to get some points on that drive. Second drive, uh, not so much. Okay, uh, I seen one pass when he uh, scrambled out of pocket, threw the ball down the field. That was a good play. I want to say that was still on the first drive, but he he was supposed to have two interceptions, man. And you know, he threw that ball behind uh, Ty Montgomery. Now I'm pretty sure he expected Ty Montgomery to stop. Ty Montgomery expected for him to uh, keep, you know for him to keep going and taste him throwing a ball while he was in stride miscommunication ended up being an interception, but I mean, it was bad on both parties. They were supposed to be on the same page. And then there was an interception that was thrown that was supposed to be picked, but it was dropped. Okay. It was a good play by Callaway knocking the ball away. It, besides that, it probably would have been another interception for Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston came in. You had guys like that were rotating. He was playing with second and third string guys. Uh, he still was able to get the ball down the field. You have to be impressed with some of the arm strength that he showed, like especially like uh, throwing a ball like in the middle of the field, uh, you know, and, and and also getting that drive together for that touchdown with Lil Jordan Humphreys. So both guys did some things that were really well. I still feel like you still got to see a little bit more. I want to see Jameis uh, play week two of preseason to start because i think that they're they're probably going to allow uh him to play a little bit longer with more starters and and also the the opponent is going to probably keep their starters out there a little bit longer uh for conditioning purposes so you're probably going to get a larger sample size of what Jameis can do with the first team uh Taysom, you know, I'm glad that he got opportunity to start in this game, to be honest with you, going up against a style defense like Baltimore. So it shows you the type of, you know, stuff that he's going to have to go up against. You know, you're, you're not going to find a better defense than the Baltimore Ravens consistently. So, I mean, you you got a nice little sample size of what's in store if you go up against a style defense. And I have to say, man, some of the decisions that Taysom made, you know, I have to say are kind of questionable. But he did make some good plays as well uh i hope winston starts week one well i mean it's plenty more time for us to figure it out williams h Epp was junior says the only time will tell the only thing about coach payton 
You can never tell what he's going to do. That's from from Kirkland talking to Will. Yeah, you never know what he's going to do. Um, I just think that uh, he's giving these guys the opportunity to, you know, go out there and execute. All guys, all quarterbacks threw interceptions. So if you've done it based on turnovers, all of them had a turnover. Now you can evaluate the turnovers. If you want to look at like all three of those turnovers, and I'm not saying this to try to sound biased, you have to say that Jameis' interception was like the only interception that shouldn't have been. You know, like, you know, Lil Jordan Humphreys, you sick for 225 pounds. And the guy that you was going up against, well, I, think, I want to believe he was about 5'11". So, man, you got, you know, a little bit of a few inches on this guy. You were supposed to catch that ball. And I don't know about Lil Jordan Humphreys, you know, like I think the Saints really want him to be a part of that rotation. And they've given him opportunity. So that first pass that takes him through to him, I mean, it was supposed to be a first down. He dropped that. Then uh, Jameis throws the ball down the field. Uh, I understand that he kind of underthrew it, but once again, you're six foot four. Come on, man, you got to come, got to come down with that football. So, out of all those uh, turnovers, you have to say Jameis' interception is the one that kind of was excusable. The other ones, I, I, throwing into triple coverage with Ian Book, um, not being on the same page with Ty Montgomery. Uh, you know, you got to clean that kind of stuff up. Ian Book was pretty good. Uh, also minus the pick in the end yeah I, I think judging based on who was out there at the time i think he did a good job so i, I can't judge this guy on that if he was going if if it was Taysom playing and then he came into the game after Taysom, then i'll be i would have judged him a little bit uh i guess more seriously but come on man look who he, he went out he was out there with guys that most likely aren't going to make the Saints team so you got to take that into account uh, what's up, TJ? Late, but I'm here. And this, the first preseason, folks, no need uh, to drill the team. Yeah, I mean, this is preseason. You can be upset about the six turnovers, but it, it's, these games don't count. You know, they don't count, and that's a good thing. Again, it's only one game, but his overall play is encouraging. Uh, I'm not sure what we're talking about here. I don't know if we're talking about a Debo or we're talking about somebody else. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, but... I want to say y'all talking about a Debo because I'm seeing Julian there. Yeah, it's, it's promising if we're talking about a Debo. And as far as the quarterbacks, uh, I think they have both have uh, room for improvement. Well, all three of them. Ian Book should be a starter. Queen from LSU did a good job for Ravens, too. Uh, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Queen is special, man. And he's always been special. And uh, I think we all knew this. Uh, him coming out of LSU that he was going to be special. So it's not a surprise to any uh, fans of LSU uh, how special this guy could be for the Baltimore Ravens. And the Saints, once again, had an opportunity to get him, and they didn't get him. Once again, a LSU player slips through the, through the hands of the New Orleans Saints, and for reasons that are unbeknownst, you know what I'm saying, and I, I can't explain. I really couldn't, can't explain how they see all these great players all around the league from – Louisiana State University, and they don't want to pick none of those guys up for the exception of Will Clapp. I really just don't understand that. Uh, we can't judge who the starting quarterback yet. Close competition. Both quarterbacks had bad plays and some uh, turnovers. I still think Bond, Adebo, and Callaway shine. Yeah, you can't judge uh, the competition just yet. If you're judging the competition, you're judging it based on who you want uh, to start more so than who is going to start. You probably came into the game with – 
expectation for one of those guys and looking for imperfections in the other guy that you're not rooting for so much. Me personally, I don't care who starts. I have my reservations who I feel like is going to start, but I don't care. I just want the, the best quarterback that can make the best decisions to start. That is that is who I want to see. Okay. I don't care about this whole competition because it's absolutely dumb. You know, if you if you ask me, people going back and forth about who's going to be a starter on a, a, a team that both guys play for. Like this makes absolutely no sense. This isn't like you're you're having open auditions and this is like American Idol, and we're talking about who who sung the best rendition and who's going to be American Idol. These guys play on the same team. So the fact that you're dividing yourself as a fan base and you root for the same exact team is absolutely ridiculous. I just think that we all just need to sit back and let the process play itself out and trust and believe whoever ends up being start a starter and they don't pan out, then you'll probably see that other guy. You know, even though whoever starts in week one is still not set in stone, that person still has to go out there and execute the plays and play at a high level. And if they don't, you're probably going to see the other guy. So I just think that it's absolutely ridiculous. People say positive things about Taysom, and then you have Jameis supporters jumping on those guys and, and vice versa. Like, we all cheer for the same team. Like, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, to me, it's like you arguing with, I don't know, your wife about – your kids you know what I'm saying? like you know like my daughter you know what i'm saying she she caught that pass better than her over there like they both your kids like like that's that's ridiculous they both play for the same team you root for so what's the point of going back and forth and losing your mind and and, and not talking to one another on social media and getting off all mad and in your feelings about two guys that play for the same exact team and any one of those guys that play if they go out here and they're successful it's going to make you feel good as a fan. Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Like, come on, man. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, TJ, uh, I'm with you, bro. I'm down with whoever gets us to win. Exactly. You got to trust the coaching staff. Just trust the coaching staff to make the right decision. Not the decision that you want. The decision that needs to be there, okay? Regardless of how this pans out, I just care about the Saints winning games, making the playoffs, and getting a shot at the Super Bowl. I don't care about all the rest of this nonsensical stuff that we decide to put in in the midst of this whole competition. What I care about is the success of the New Orleans Saints, not the success of Taysom, not the success of Jameis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't care about this whole competition thing. I don't. I don't have a, a dog in a fight, so to speak. I don't. What I care about is these guys actually going out there and executing and winning games for the team that I've been cheering for since I was four years old. So for 31 years of my life, I've been cheering for this team. The only thing I care about is who is going to put this team in the best position to win. If it's Jameis, is it Taysom, is it Ian, I don't care. I just want to see this team successful. And that should be your main objective. Not, not oh, I just like the way that, that Taysom Hill runs with the football and he gets up and he starts powering up. And I like the fact that Jameis dancing in the locker room and he's silly and and Ian Book, he's been a winner since Notre Dame. Look, I can care about all of these narratives that we allow to go into our subconscious from mainstream media. What I care about is the New Orleans Saints being a successful franchise. Not, anything else, I can care less about. Anything else, you should care less about. But I can't put words in your mouth. I'm just, I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Uh, he did what? All Book did was play longer and was unproductive. 
you produce or when you score. Alpha Sports, uh, you, you like you have to evaluate guys that come in late in preseason in different ways. Yeah, I mean, you, you just got, you just got to because if you're judging these guys like you judge the guy in the first quarter, I don't feel like that would be right because they're not playing with you're not playing with guys that are as good as the guys that are in the first quarter. That's just what it is. You're playing with guys that are on the bubble late in the game like that. So I can't judge him based on that. I just can't. I, I mean, I've never I've never done that for any player. Like, even when a player comes in and he starts wreaking havoc, you know, in late in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, I'm still skeptical until I see it in, in the regular season. If the Saints decide, okay, we're going to sign this guy, we're going to put you a part of the rotation. Okay, fine. Whatever. Whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? But it, 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 you got to judge guys differently than you do guys in the first quarter. You got to judge guys in the fourth quarter a little bit different. And I believe the coaches are more on book side than Winston or Hill. Ian can be uh, molded uh, just like Breeze. Uh, I, I kind of disagree with that, T. I don't think that he's on the coach's side more so than Jameis and uh, Taysom. But I do feel like they they feel like they can – have something there you know even if let's just say for example because look this this is how it's gonna go right if you have two guys that have confidence in their ability let's just say for example Jameis wins the competition if Taysom still believes that he can be a quarterback there's no way in the world he's most likely going to be on the Saints team going into next year right because the Saints still have an out and you're not going to be paying this guy a whole bunch of money in order for him to just ride the pine, you know what I'm saying, as a quarterback. Now, he can do all these other things, but that's not what Taysom feels like he's put on his earth to do. He feels like he's put on his earth to be a quarterback. So if he decides that, well, Sean, you know, I appreciate you putting all these different packages in for me, but I really want to go out here to see what I have. Maybe I can get an opportunity with another team. Boom you'll have yourself another backup in Ian Book, right? You can have some guy that can develop in your system. If one of these guys go down, I can even use it in reverse, right? If Taysom wins the competition, Taysom plays well, Taysom gets the contract, you have Jameis that'll go out here, find another team, and you have Ian Book that's here, a guy that can grow into your system. And if a guy like Taysom Hill uh, gets hurt, you have somebody else that can come in that can man and control the offense. So, I think that the New Orleans Saints are looking at this guy as somebody that can come in and that can play. And you also have to look at it this way too, T. Him getting his playing time and his experience, there's a strong possibility that he can come into the game if somebody gets hurt. Because it's the same way when Drew got hurt against San Francisco. You had Drew Brees starting the game. You had Jameis as his backup because you didn't want to disrupt the the. The, the schemes and and the and a play calling that was uh you know designed for Taysom in order for you to be a part of that game. So for example, if Jameis wins the competition, you most likely are still gonna have Taysom doing that Swiss Army knife thing that he normally does. So you're going to have Ian Book most likely as the emergency backup quarterback that's gonna come in. So all of these reps that he's getting right now, in my opinion, is gonna help him just in case. Somebody goes down, for example, if Jameis gets hurt or something like that or nicked up and you don't want to uh, take away from the game plan that's designed for Taysom to beat a Swiss Army knife, 
you'll probably see Ian Book come into the game. If I'm a Saints quarterback and I'm the third-string quarterback, I'm pretty optimistic that I'm going to play. Like, you're not going to find that on any other team. If you're a third-string quarterback on other teams, you're probably, you'll probably never see the field. But there's a strong possibility that you can be a third-string quarterback in the Saints uh, offense and you can see the field. How many teams can say that? How many players can say that? Not many. So I think that it has a lot to do with them molding him is because they know there's a possibility that he can play. And the more reps and the experience that he get, the better it will be in case they need him to come into the game during emergency situations. So he's winning right now. You know, Ian Book like is in the best position of his career. There's not many third-string quarterbacks that can have a possibility of even thinking about smelling, sniffing the field, and he has that opportunity. So all of those reps that he's getting is not a surprise to me. All of those reps are going to help him uh, in case he has to come into the game during emergencies. Sam says the Saints defense may not look as great if Jackson is playing for the Ravens either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the Saints struggle. And I want to say Chosen said this, and this is a good point. The Saints do struggle against elusive quarterbacks. And you would think that they wouldn't due to the fact that you had Cam Newton in the division all those years. Now, I understand Lamar Jackson is a completely different beast. But Lamar Jackson didn't play tonight. Huntley did. And Huntley, you know, I've watched this guy play quite a bit when he was in college. But, you know, the fact that the Saints, you know, lose containment when they go up against elusive quarterbacks is, is very troubling to me. And when you have guys that can escape outside the pocket, you, you know what I'm saying, you find yourself, like, being susceptible to get beat. And I've seen this constantly. So I feel like the Saints need to work on that. Now, I have to look at the Saints schedule uh, once again. Uh, let me see if I can I can pull up the Saints schedule real quick while I'm thinking about it because I really want to see uh, some of the, the, the teams that the Saints actually play against to see if they're going up against uh, some elusive quarterback. So let, let's take a look at this, right? So you have the Saints. They played tonight. They played against Huntley, elusive quarterback. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I wouldn't say missed you or Trevor Lawrence is elusive, even though Trevor Lawrence can run. Uh, they played the a Cardinals, which is like the third game. So most likely you're probably not going to see Kyler Murray because they're going to be getting ready for, uh, you know, getting ready for week one. So you're probably going to see a little bit of a dress rehearsal game against the Jaguars, so you're not going to see too much uh, elusive running. Uh, then, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, not really much of a runner, even though he can run out the pocket. You got the Panthers, uh, Sam Donald, not so elusive. You got Cam Newton, uh, you know, if he starts over Mac Jones, that's one. Daniel Jones can run, but he's not trying to run. Uh, so I'm looking at some of these games. You got Russell Wilson in the Seahawks, he can run. You got Jalen Hurts in November. He can run. Uh, you got uh, Josh Allen. He can run. So the Saints have a few teams, but not too many that gives you that type of, uh, you know, that fear that a guy like Lamar Jackson can give you, a Kyler Murray can give you. So fortunately for them, fortunately for them, uh, they're not, they're not going to see too many elusive quarterbacks, uh, especially in the playoffs or, you know what I'm saying, like in the regular season. Um, um, and that's why you're a podcaster. Thanks, TJ. <laughs> yeah, T, uh, look, I appreciate that comment. And you made a good point, you know, and, and that's understandable. Uh, it, it's completely understandable that, you know, you feel that way because third string quarterbacks, 
aren't used to getting that much attention. But in a Saints offense, you have to if you're a third string quarterback, you you have a strong possibility of playing uh, because if, if Taysom is your starting quarterback, Taysom has a history of being injured. When Taysom played those four games, we got to remember in the divisional round of the playoffs, Taysom didn't play. He had that knee injury, you know, what I'm saying that he was dealing with when he when he was a starter. Uh, he was playing, but he still it still was bothering him. And then he couldn't play in the divisional round. And then Jameis, I mean, hey, man, you never know. I mean, one hit, you know what I'm saying, you can go down. So, if I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that none of this is the case, but you, you have to be ready if, if you are the third-string quarterback of the New Orleans Saints because the third string is a second string in the Saints offense if Jameis is the starter. I think he'll play with the ones and then take advantage of an uh, open area in the middle when they uh, stack the box. Jameis Winston took advantage of it and just him being on the field helped the run game. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think it does, you know what I'm saying? The fact that you have to respect uh, Jameis Winston arm strength, you know, it's not like how it was when Drew was here, you can stack the box. And um, honestly, you can do the same thing for Taysom because people don't respect Taysom Armstrong either. I mean, they seen them passes, man. They seen those punts that he was throwing last season. No disrespect to uh, Taysom, but I mean, that's what they look like. And those teams saw that. And if I am a coach and I'm evaluating who I'm going to stack the box against, it definitely wouldn't be Jameis because Jameis can throw the ball over my head. So you have to be able to respect the fact that he can throw do those things. So it's going to open up wide lanes. That is why I feel like somebody like Alvin Kamara is probably going to have one of his best seasons as a runner because it's not like teams can stack the box like they did with Drew anymore. And you're going to see two, two yards and three yards. And just imagine what Alvin Kamara does when guys even – when they stack the box. When you have eight, nine in the box, you know, he's still out there getting four, five yards a clip. So imagine when you have the defense spread out because you have to respect the fact that Jameis can throw the ball down the field if Jameis becomes a starter, by the way. You're going to have open lanes for your running game. And, and a lot of these uh, running backs are going to be appreciative of the talent and the skill set of Jameis because it's going to help them be able to be more of an effective run team. Jameis uh, threw over the middle and Taysom went perimeter. Yeah, you know, I, I think both of those guys did a really good job, uh, you know, from what they did. Uh, Taysom did a really good job scrambling out the pocket, throwing the football. Uh, you know, especially like one of those passes he threw on a rope. But the only thing that bothers me about Taysom is it, too much of, you know, up, down, up, down. Like Taysom will go out there and throw a ball and it'll look like absolutely perfect. It'll look like a straight down. And then he'll have like two or three passes where it just looked like what the heck going on. And then a fourth pass will just look like it was the second coming of Steve Young, Joe Montana or, or Drew Brees or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, you got to be able to be consistent with your throws. Like as a quarterback, you got to be consistent and efficient. You can't like let it just waver. You know what I'm saying? It can't be up and down. And you know what I'm saying? That's something that he has to work on. Now I must say his footwork, his touch on the passes, you can tell like there's a difference from this year uh, than last year. I, I give him credit for that. Uh, but still uh, the decision-making he needs to work on, uh, you know, uh, making uh, quicker decisions he needs to work on. And, uh, you know, besides that, you know, I think that he'll be just fine. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I think sometimes that Taysom gets in his own head too too much. And, and he tries to uh, try to do 
the right thing, you know what I'm saying, instead of like trusting himself at times, you know, and I think that's probably separating him from, you know, really taking that extra step. I like Taysom, but he's more like a Tim Tebow type of player. Uh, I think that he's more of a better passer than Tim Tebow was. Uh, but like I said, the 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 inconsistency of the throws at times, like it, it it affects, you know what I'm saying? It affects him. You know, like that's why I feel like separates him from being that starter. It's not the fact that he can't throw the football. He can. It's not the fact that he can't be accurate because he can. It just comes and it goes. And it comes and it goes and it's like, like it, it, it's crazy because Taysom might have a wide open guy, right? And the guy have to reach behind him, you know what I'm saying, in order to catch the pass, right? But then he'll have like a receiver, like, you know what I'm saying, like in a tight window, and he'll jam the ball through it. It's like so weird, you know, but you got to be consistent more time than not. You know what I'm saying? You got to be more consistent with that. Uh, Warner was hurt. Yeah, Pete Warner, uh, you know, had an injury early in the week. So did Peyton Turner. Both of those guys didn't play. I think we can win uh, games with uh, Jameis. I, I, you know, I agree. I think you can win games with both of these guys, depending on the scheme. Now, I, I will say this: um, I feel like, and and I'm not being, and I'm, I promise you, I'm not trying to be biased here. I feel like receivers will be more satisfied with Jameis as the quarterback than Taysom, because I feel like with Jameis they're going to be more productive as receivers. With Taysom, I feel like some of the things that Taysom will do will take away from some of the plays that the receivers can make. And I'm not saying that he won't throw the ball consistently. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if Sean Payton is smart, and I know that he is, he's going to design plays that play into the strengths of the quarterback. And we all know that Taysom is a really good RPO quarterback. And with RPOs, the ones that are really going to be eaten is Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson. And the guys that are on outside might suffer because of it. So if I'm a wide receiver, I'm hoping that the light comes on for a guy like Jameis because I know that I can be more productive at my position than that of Taysom Hill. I mean, that's just that's just the way I feel, you know. Dow will look good, TJ. Yeah, yeah. Dow, Andrew Dow will look real good out there. I think he's going to be a really good special teams player. I think he's going to be that that Craig Robinson replacement guy. Sean is a mastermind. Whoever is quarterback number one, he puts them in a, in a successful package like he did for Teddy. Simple life uh, living. That's exactly what I, I just said, man. I mean, we we speak in the same language, my friend. Same language. Taysom struggled throwing screen passes. You know, I mean. They they both got to get better with the screens. You know what I'm saying? They, they both got to get better with the screens. Uh, it, it's not just Taysom. Jameis has to as well. The one that did better with the screen passes was Ian Book. Ian Book was the one that looked real good with the screen pass. Uh, do you think Hill is living in an American Idol dream? You want to be the singer, but you are uh, with the band. <laughs> T, uh, no, I don't think he's living an American Idol dream. I think that he's just trying to fulfill his dream. And and I can understand it. You know, like you play quarterback your whole entire life. Uh, you know, you had success at in college being a quarterback. So I can understand his aspirations of being a quarterback. But if, if I'm Taysom, you know, and if I don't end up, you know, making 
uh, the, the starting quarterback, uh, you know, getting the starting quarterback job, rather, I, I would be looking at trying to prolong my career by being that Swiss Army knife. I mean, being that Swiss Army knife is going to keep you in the league. Now, you can go and compete with other teams and, you know, I mean, compete with other quarterbacks on other teams. And you might get some starting success, but you're going to have a very short leash. You know, teams are always looking for the young, energetic guy that they can actually build their team around. And if you're not going to come in day one and, and be up there as one of the top passers in the league, you're going to be on a short leash. So I feel like if Taysom really wants to keep his career going, he wants to continue to stay in the National Football League. If he does not win this competition, I would embrace that Swiss Army knife role because you're going to forever uh, be on a short leash as a quarterback or uh, forever be a backup quarterback. Depends on the situation you go to. If you're not with an offensive, innovative coach, you're going to be sitting on the sidelines. At least with Sean Payton, he's going to find a place in order to play, you know, play you in a game. You're not going to find that many places. So to me, I feel like he would need to embrace that Swiss Army knife role because you can go somewhere. Somebody might give you a little money to be the starting quarterback, but trust and believe they're going to do one or two things. They're going to put you on a short leash or they're going to draft a young quarterback to sit behind you. And when you start making mistakes, they're going to yank you out of the game because the whole entire uh, fan base is going to be screaming for the young, energetic quarterback, you know, anytime you make a mistake. So to me, if you're smart, you want to keep playing. If you don't, this doesn't work out, embrace that Swiss Army knife role. Nice seeing Mike T on the sideline supporting the team instead of being at home recovering. Yeah, Sean Payton said he ahead of schedule, which is a – a positive thing and him being on the sidelines it, it really uh speaks volumes you know the fact that those guys talked in the middle of the week they're trying to reconcile uh that's that's good to hear because you're going to need michael thomas uh down the stretch and wh whoever the quarterback is it, it, it'll be good to have a guy like michael thomas that you can that you know uh is going to uh make you look better sean payton played games uh with us saints fans and everybody else I don't even think that he's playing games with us. I think that Sean Payton is a strategic guy. Uh, he's a Bill Parcells disciple, which Bill Parcells is known for not showing his hand. And and, and Sean Payton uh, is a student of Bill Parcells. And a lot of the things that Bill Parcells did that made him successful, Sean Payton followed suit. So I don't think it's about not wanting to tell us as fans. It's just the way that he was taught how to coach. And I don't have a problem with that. You know, uh, you don't, really want to show the other teams like the the hand that that you're playing with you know what i'm saying and, and look i mean what, what will we benefit just us knowing like who cares you know what i'm saying like seriously man like you're not like if you're playing spades right you're not gonna yell out when the books go out man my hand trash you know what i'm saying like you ain't gonna yell that out if you're playing for money you know what i'm saying you're gonna be bluffing like a mug yeah let them find out you know what i'm saying like i don't know how many you know what I'm saying, man, book, my, I might have a hand that trash, but my partner that I'm playing with, you know what I'm saying, might be able to, you know what I'm saying, run Boston up in this thing. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is this, man, like you don't, you don't show anybody your hand. I mean, football is a strategic game. And, you know, I, I, I can care less that the Saints are not a TMZ type team. I don't want them to be that. I don't want them to be like the Dallas Cowboys. But they got a story after story every single day. Like, I understand it can become frustrating as a fan because you want to know what's going on with the team. 
but you're not gonna die you know what i'm saying if you don't know what's going on you know allow it you to find out on saturday night or sunday it, like it's not gonna hurt us you know i just think that it just the way that things are now we we just want to know you know we just want to know uh ivan says where are you crying no i wasn't crying <laughs> I probably you probably seen me uh putting eye drops in uh, my eyes were kind of dry uh earlier you know what I'm saying so probably at the beginning of the show uh you know I put the eye drops in just before the show started so it's probably why my eyes you know seemed like I was crying but now nah, I was uh putting these eye drops in right here uh let's see uh what do you think about our team on the field against Baltimore's two terrible and awful game with key plays for New Orleans Saints but it's preseason straight up uh look it, it was preseason you know it was the first game of preseason first game against uh, the, uh opponent you know what I'm saying it's not your teammate so six turnovers those are things that you can clean up all i can say is the more of the story is i'm glad it's preseason take a few more and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here thank y'all so much for checking out the post game show anthony says uh gonna suck to be a running back quarterback next week uh yeah you know but you got that stuff on tape you can clean it up that's the best part sean is going to keep it vanilla as possible to the first game of the season yeah man look this is about simplistic concepts can you go out there and just run these simple plays that we that we put out here ain't about to go out here and put no trick plays together in no preseason like it, it it's so watered down and vanilla you got some teams that are blitz, but you know, sometimes other teams get mad that a team is blitzing. I know y'all remember a couple of years ago, <laughs> I want to say when Greg Williams was the uh, defensive coordinator and you had uh, Jim Harbaugh, who was the head coach of the 49ers and he was blitzing the 49ers left and right all that whole entire game. Jim Harbaugh was upset. So teams like, you know, dialing up the blitz and sending all these exotic packages in preseason, you rarely ever see that kind of stuff. It is very simplistic preseason. You know, they want to see if you can execute very simple plays. So, you know, you ain't about to just see no end of rounds and, you know what I'm saying, no flea flickers and all that kind of stuff there. You know, you probably see that in the regular season, but not during preseason. Uh, dude uh, looked just like he did coming out that gauntlet. <laughs> uh, who do you think uh, is a value quarterback for the regular season? Uh as of right now, I mean, I really don't know. You know, I I, I picked at the beginning. I feel like uh, Jameis was going to be the starter, but it's too close to call right here. It, it's too close to call. I mean, I don't think any guy just stood out there and just separated themselves tonight. I mean, there were some highs and lows from both guys, uh, from all three quarterbacks, if you want to be honest. But if you want to do, if you want to judge based on you know the worst turnover or who had the the least uh you know blamable turnover you know you have to say it was james i mean little jordan should have caught the ball but i mean i don't feel like any guy separated himself i mean uh, I, I okay and even if they separated themselves james probably took like a you know what I'm saying a little bit of a lead because of that drive you know what i'm saying that was an impressive drive that he put together late in the second quarter Anthony says probably Callaway till Mike T gets back. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he only played a few plays, that, that shows you how much respect they have for him and what his role is going to be. Evaluating who's going to go and who's going to stay. 
as of as of right now, there's two guys to me that stand out like ingrown toenail, and that is Devontae Freeman and Prince of Mucamara. Those are the two guys that I'm looking at like, mm-mm. You know, I don't know. Those guys might get cut. Uh, Lampman is also another guy who I feel like going to get cut. Don't feel like little Jordan Humphrey is going to get cut. Um, you know, he had, he had up and down game, but I don't feel like he's going to get cut. I think the Saints like him a lot for his blocking ability and for him to be running out there with the ones. And they expect some big things from him. But, um, yeah, those are the two guys that stand out to me. You know, and it's sad those guys are veteran, but you know you can tell, man, their their best days are behind them. You know, their their best days are behind them, both of them. Outside of Callaway, I didn't see much separation from our wide receivers. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. You know, what I'm saying we'll see down the line. You know, I'm looking. I'm I'm gonna go back to these stats, folks. I mean, you had some guys that did some things. You had Jawan Johnson, two catches, seventy-one yards. Callaway, three catches, sixty-one yards. Uh, Tony Jones, five catches, 38 yards. Then you had Eastside Winston had a catch for 35 yards. Uh, Lil Jordan had three catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Ty McGurmick, two, 27. Uh, Quan Baker, two for 19. Latavius, one catch, 11. Chris Hogan, one for five. Uh, Freeman, uh, three catches, four yards. Garrett Griffin, one catch, three yards. So, I mean, you had a couple guys that's out there that made some big plays. But in between, I mean, the Saints did a really good job uh, with these guys reps man i'm not seeing too many guys that were out there too much tony jones had five catches but there was a lot of check downs right there uh Esau winston you know what i'm saying that it had a big catch and um also uh you know lil jordan humphreys made a couple of uh, tough catches so it wasn't like you know these guys like really just stood out you know i mean i just feel like the saints did a, a good job with the with the reps of these wide receivers so I mean, you'll probably see down, you know, down the line. I mean, the, the Baltimore Ravens have a really good defense, folks. They have a really good defense, and regardless to uh, who's out there, you know, what I'm saying their defensive coordinator does an outstanding job, and and the way that they actually play in the secondary is no surprise to me. I mean, this would happen in a regular season, preseason, whatever season, you know, what I'm saying postseason, it, it don't matter. I mean, the Ravens, they they have a way of neutralizing your passing game. You know, what I'm saying they're very hard to run against. You have to play very smart in order for you to knock off the Baltimore Ravens, you know, and luckily for us, we don't play them very much because Sean Payton record against the Ravens is absolutely God awful. I think he only beat them like one time in his entire career as a Saints coach. So rather preseason, regular season, you know, but it's, it's week one. And uh, finally, we'll end it with uh, Damien says either uh, Taysom steps his game up or Jameis just isn't that far off from Taysom but two games to go we will see don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing Damien um I feel like if you're going to look at it look at it next week right because it's going to be flip-flop okay you're going to have Jameis come in and start with the ones and then you're going to have Taysom come in so I say judge those guys wait till next week when Jameis runs with the ones and you see him running with the, the ones okay then you can judge accordingly because him coming in in the second quarter, you got a bunch of guys, second, third string guys. So even though he had that impressive drive and you have to give him credit for that, I would like to see it with the first team, the guys that are probably going to be on the field. You're probably going to see Alvin Kamara next week. You're probably going to see Teron Armstead and Ramchek next week. And you're probably going to see some of these other guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams next week. So I want to see that, 
Okay, I want to see some of those guys defensively and offensively, the guys that we know that are going to be here week one before I make a decision because I feel like it's not fair. feel like it's not fair if you're judging Ian Book too harshly because he played with third and fourth stringers. Uh, if you're over-exaggerating about Jameis because he played with second and third stringers and even with Taysom, man, because, I mean, you can easily say Taysom – on that first drive, drove the team down the field, man. They're supposed to score, you know, at least a field goal. So let's wait till next week. Let's see how Jameis uh, plays with the ones, and then we can evaluate accordingly. But I feel like everybody else, if, you, if you're judging these guys based on what they did tonight, I just feel like you'll be over-exaggerating. Okay, if you want to uh, kind of over-exaggerate about Zach Bond, I'm with you because the expectations for him, no, no disrespect to the brother, but they were low because nobody really expected him to do anything because he didn't do anything last year. So if you're starting off in a mail room, you have no way to go, but up, right. Because, and also with Paulson Adebo, because we weren't sure where he stood. So if you get excited about those guys, I'm kind of with you. Okay. Uh, but as far as like with this whole quarterback competition, I just say reserve your judgment until we see Jameis with the ones next week. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the post-game show. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, put a golden thumbs up, a golden thumbs up if you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, also, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Check out the State of the Saints podcast on social media, facebook.com. Search the state of the saints podcast and if you want to follow the state of the saints podcast you can do so on twitter at state of saints and you can follow me on twitter at tj jones 8 t-j-a-y jones 8 thank you all so much take care and like always all i gotta say is who that